Hello Earthlings, this is your favorite Martian, the Martian himself, Skylar Mars, and welcome to very special edition of Mars TV. Uh, before I introduce our guest at this time, I'd like to give a few shout-outs to um, some very special um, professional wrestling friends that I have. You will know them as The Enterprise, Ricky Flash, Chad Hockley, and Roman Alexander. They've all been very good to me in helping me trying to get uh, my place in this world of wrestling. And now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest at this time. He is one of the best wrestlers on the entire West Coast, if not the country. Um, Thor Swollenson himself and FSW's Mr. Cash in the Case. I'd like to present Alexander Hammerstone. Alex, thank you very much for uh, coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going extremely well. Um, before I get into the serious business... I just want to, you know, break the ice. How was your weekend, man? Weekend was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> big, big night at FSW. Uh, came out in top in the ladder match, which was, uh, which is, you know, awesome. Now a title shot, whatever I want it for whatever belt. And you know, I went home after a ladder match without any serious injuries, which is also a nice bonus. <laughs> oh yeah, because the the ladder match is infamously dangerous. It's very, very much so. It's uh, that was the second ladder match I've ever done, and uh, is that uh, was a blast. Oh yeah. And now, um, speaking of ladder matches, that brings into my mind the hardcore style, which is a good transition into the first question I had here. Styles, you have a very creative kind of move set because uh, I believe you said on Facebook you um, weigh two twenty. Look 240, wrestle like you're 180. Um, pounds. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm surprised I remembered all that. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, well, basically, um, I uh, never looked at any specific style of wrestling and said, that's what I want to do. I wanted to be able to hang with anybody in any style, you know? So whether it's, you know, throwing guys around and having power moves because I am going to be one of the strongest guys on any roster anywhere or whether it's you know flying off the top rope or you know some of the more athletic based stuff I do I like to I've always wanted to have a very well rounded style in the ring so you know it's it's nice to surprise people with a little bit more athleticism than they might expect from a guy my size and vice versa it's nice to go in there with the heavyweights and still be able to toss them around of course of course and you know i want to um go into here the the pro level because you've you are on a very pro level of skill i'm not trying to to, to bootlick or anything i'm just you know you've gotten to a certain skill level and i gotta imagine you've been working for a very long time to try and get there yeah um it's well it's, it's all a process and wrestling is always a process and if i watch my stuff from a year ago it it bothers me because i'm like oh man i was terrible back then and you know what next year i'm gonna be watching my matches from this time and think oh they were terrible because you know the thing is this is for me this is 24 7 i i train twice a day you know in the gym in the ring i study wrestling non-stop and then on top of that i'm always going everywhere i can whether it's you know the just the southwest you know arizona california vegas you know colorado whatever it is or if it's you know getting on a plane and going out east uh i'm i'm going everywhere i can and I'm never taking any time off so hopefully improve being at a rate that uh 
that shows that that's that's the work I'm putting in. And of course, um, the fans are responding very well. You played the heel, and you still get cheered a lot of the time. You know, uh, does that make it kind of difficult for you sometimes when you're trying to be the bad guy and still cheering for you? Um, well, that I mean that has happened in certain places, um, but for the most part, I, I'm fairly certain that anywhere that I'm uh, that I'm trying to get the reaction. Uh, Pretty much, I'm usually getting the reaction I'm going for. So at a place like FSW, the place is going crazy for me. I'm a fan favorite. That's the action I'm trying to reaction I'm trying to get. At other places where you know I'm going after a different reaction, I usually get that. So I haven't honestly really experienced too much of uh, fighting an uphill battle in that sense. All right, and um, speaking of. I don't know which promotion this was, but I was going to bring this up at some point. I guess I'll just bring it up now. You, you seem to... One of the reasons I... It, it seems to me mostly that um, you're more of a fan favorite is because you like to have a lot of fun in the ring. Mainly, uh, Exhibit A would be He-Man and Skeletor. <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually for Freak Show Wrestling, which uh, is put on by Sin Bodhi, who is a creative genius and also just one of the... You know, he puts on a one-of-a-kind show. Freak Show Wrestling is like no other wrestling show you're going to see anywhere else. So, yeah, you're not. it's very rare that you see Hammerstone in his true form there. You'll probably see He-Man or, you know, something of that nature. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've always been a fan of all styles of wrestling, and I like to embrace all styles of wrestling. And, there's, you know, there's some people that are really good at the one thing they do, and that's great, but I want to be able to go and go to a company like Premier that is completely focused on presenting, you know, the athletic competition of a sport. And you know, you at Premier, everybody might as well come out to no music wearing plain black gear because right there, it's all about what you're doing in between those ropes. But I also want to be able to go to a place like Freak Show where I dress up like He-Man and entertain people based on that style of wrestling. So I've always enjoyed every every part of the spectrum of pro wrestling speaking of enjoying pro wrestling that actually does work as a very good segue to what i really wanted to get into when i started um when i wanted to get you on the show was i want to find out i guess uh, a good way to put this is who is alexander hammerstone and why does he love wrestling so let's turn the clock back when does a young alexander hammerstone decide he wants to be a wrestler it's one of those things, like uh, like I'm sure most people say, it's one of those things I loved my whole life. Um, it was always super intimidating, you know. I didn't. It just seemed so much larger than life, and I was never, by any means, um, an athlete in school. You know, I was always, you know, dead last and everything, a scrawny little kid who played in bands and, and stuff. But uh, playing and playing music actually did get me um, into the realm of performing and loving to perform for people so that was actually a good way to get started and then basically you know i decided like i want to get serious about it so i did start hitting the gym and i did became very serious about it got into bodybuilding powerlifting and these things and it was one of those things where i'd be at the gym and i kept saying you know oh one day i'm going to be a pro wrestler when i get bigger i'm going to be a pro wrestler when i get bigger i'm going to be a pro wrestler and uh finally somebody was just like you know hey dude you're pretty big you might as well do it stop talking about it already and 
then I, you know, I started down that road and here I am today. And, uh, I, I think why I love it so much is because it is one of those things like that taught me about how like my hard work can pay off because it's, it's not a team sport. It's not something that, you know, you're relying on three other guys back when I played in bands, you know, it was a, it was a group project. We all had to put in work or it was going to fail. But with wrestling, it was all about me. It was all on me. I couldn't blame anything on anybody else. Nobody else could take credit for my success. And it was just, it's, it's been hard work and a grind and I, I love putting in the work and I love getting success from it. So that's, uh, I'm just addicted to, you know, competition and working hard and I want to be the best. And I want the attention, like to be, to be flat out honest, you know, there's no better feeling than standing on top of the ladder and being the one who gets to grab the case, you know? So that's all a product of hard work, determination. And, and so that's, that's who I am. I'm, I'm that guy who just wants to outwork everybody. And at the end of the day, people could like me or hate me or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I don't want there to be any question of whether or not I respect the business. I take it seriously. And I put hard work and everything I have into it. Very almost in the inspiring words from our man, Alexander Hammerstone here today. Um, just real quick, I, I would like to thank you again for coming on the show before we continue. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and there was something I, I thought was kind of interesting is what I mentioned earlier, your, your clashing styles, and that made me curious. You're pretty, yeah, pretty clean in the ring, and you do have a hodgepodge of styles, as you did say yourself. Um, where is it that you learned to be a wrestler? Where does the young Alexander take that serious step? Um, well, when I first started training, I trained under um, a relatively unknown guy in the Southwest, uh, but his name was Vega, and he was very old school, very, very old school, really intense with technique and drills and footwork and the, the basics. You know, I, I was spending hours and a night for months hitting the ropes and doing rolls and taking bumps and doing things of that nature before I ever got to actually start doing body slams and working practice matches and things like that. So, but, and on a, you know, a little, uh, unique part of his training though, was that he was very much, uh, Lucha influenced. So I did get a couple, you know, I got a little bit of taste of that, that Lucha influence at the very beginning. And, um, you know, it was funny because uh, I I was being trained and I was getting to do you know some more athletic stuff that you know a bigger guy wouldn't typically do. And actually, it's funny because after Vega, I moved on and I trained with Triple X, Lawrence Tyler, Hawaii Lion, uh, out here in uh, in Arizona as well. And they had a school. It was the Championship Wrestling from Arizona ran a school at the time. And then I trained with them for you know another year and a half or so. And they taught me a lot more about the psychology of wrestling and how to put stuff together and where to put stuff together. And they kind of beat a lot of that, that stuff I was doing out of me, you know, because at times, you know, it doesn't always make sense for, you know, the big guy to be doing, you know, all the, the, the little guy stuff, you know? So in a sense, I had to go back and relearn some of the stuff that I learned right at the beginning. But I've, uh, I've, I have bounced around and trained with a lot of different people and to, I continue to, if, if there's a seminar that I can get to, I'm going to go to it. If there's 
an opportunity to roll around with somebody who's, you know, going to teach me, you know, I'll do it. Even, you know, even just traveling with guys more experienced than me is still a learning process. So I'm definitely still a student of the game and I don't by any means think that I've got this down. Uh, I always want to keep learning. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm still a student. I actually like the way you put that um, because you know, a lot of guys um, do even when they're close to retire say that they're still learning things. Um, and I wanted to talk about um, your time in um, Arizona AFW, which, um, by the way, as an Arizonan myself, it, it's nice to know that we have so uh, um, way more promotions than I thought would be out here. Um, oh yeah, out in Arizona, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually kind of opened up the door for that, which is why I was so excited to get to, get to meet you, or uh, speak with you, rather. Um, for, those that, the, for those of you at home, this is like a radio like phone interview. <laughs> um, um, I wanted to talk about um, you not coming back to FF, yeah, AFW, Arizona Wrestling Federation, Arizona... Oh, words are so nervous. Why did that happen? Where are you um, going? Um, well, the thing is with um, with AWF, uh, basically, the, you know, there was a so AWF is a company that I like to really give myself credit for helping build. You know, I main evented the very first AWF show, and um, pretty much was on every show since then. Um, but yeah, we uh, I ended up having a, a match against Evan Daniels and. It was a title versus career match. His title on the line, my career, uh, or my contract with the company for, you know, for a better way to put that. And uh, I just, you know, I lost the match. So now AWF has been without Hammerstone, but um, you know what? Never say never. You know, there's who knows what could happen later on down the road. As for right now, I've, I've been uh, I've been working a lot elsewhere and. Uh, you know, um, just you know, just getting new places. So, so never say never. But there's, uh, there's always chances in the future. But other than that, there's still some new stuff popping up in Arizona. There's you know PHX wrestling, and then there's Championship Wrestling from Arizona is making a comeback. So the Arizona wrestling scene uh, is going to change uh, quite drastically in the next couple months for sure. Um, I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. It should be interesting, but. You know, Arizona's kind of been eh, like uh, kind of hit or miss because there's there's not too much that's been going on out here in the last couple years, to be honest. Uh, with the exception of AWF and then you know RWA, which only runs you know sometimes only four four times a year, um, there there hasn't been much worth going to. Um, so that might be about to change and that could be a whole new influx of out-of-state talent which is always good for an area so so we'll see it's gonna be interesting for sure all right i do wait like getting the input of wrestlers on you know what they think of wrestling going on in the place that they're from which is really nice to get to talk to you know a home state man um yeah but talking about wrestling in other places you say you have other places to go do you have any places you'd like to go or any places that you are going you'd like to speak about? Um, well, you know, I've been busy nonstop. Um, this, this entire year has been pretty much nonstop busy. Um, 
it's it is you know there's certain companies or certain places I worked regularly that I ended the relationship with whether uh, or not it was on good terms or if it was just you know I need uh, I need to open up some time to go elsewhere um, but you know for through the end of 2016 I'm basically booked up uh, almost solid uh, so you know at least two or three shows every weekend which is which is great um, I've, I've been doing a lot more in California which is good because there's so much talent out there um, I just got I'm just signed on to do uh, like six dates with uh, Dreamwave Wrestling over in uh, near Chicago Illinois I'm doing some shows with them through the end of the year which will be great um, as far as stuff you know I'd like to do anything and everything you know if if I get contacted to go to any state that wants to wants to bring me out and wants to pay to have Hammerstone it's you know it's gonna happen I want to go everywhere I want to keep learning from everybody I want to keep wrestling the best in every area of the country and then as far as you know you know personal goals you know um, getting over to Europe would be great getting over to Japan would be great you know I've done Canada I've done Mexico and I'd like to do I'd like to go back to either of those places um, when the time's right um, but definitely um, Europe or or Japan would be a huge goal to knock off my bucket list and now I'd like to ask a question about where you are now in FSW uh, for the longest time you did have a uh, a tag team known as the God of Wars. That was one of the things when I, I announced this interview, I posted you were a former member of the God of Wars, but why is it former? Whatever happened to that? Oh, well, there's, there's, it's, we are still very much affiliated. Um, if you're, if you're not familiar, and for people who aren't uh, familiar, my tag team partner with the Gods of War is uh, Joe Graves, and he's just currently out with a bicep injury. He tore oh. his bicep um, during a, some training so now he's just out for the time being so there's there's no end to that tag team by any means um it's just something that he's currently can't wrestle so here i am and you know the thing is with uh, a tag team like the gods of war um is you know we're a great function unit we've we have fun wrestling together but the thing is you're you're talking about two guys who could very easily uh, be standalone stars and standalone main eventers, and you know when Graves is going places and main eventing and holding heavyweight championships, and I'm doing the exact same thing everywhere else. It's you know we're not always going to be tagging up because we're you know we're credible uh, singles per, uh, competitors as well. So. When you need someone to go up against uh, a Marcus Burke or an Eli Drake at FSW, sometimes that guy is going to be Hammerstone, and that means that you're not going to be throwing the gods of war in a tag team match. That doesn't mean we're not still affiliated. Graves is my best friend, um, and very much still a uh, possibility of, of tagging in the future once he's all healed up. But for now, that injury has been kind of what's, uh, what's separated the tag team as a uh, as for right now. Which going to help bring me to another point about your um, singles career, FSW. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of this, um, if I can just kind of blatantly say that, like, you've not exactly been in, in, in kayfabe. Um, is it, it... You don't always win and you don't always lose. Is there um, some times when you've, you've lost in anywhere you've worked and you've had a lot of fun still 
I, I always have fun. I don't, um, you know, obviously everybody wants to go home with a victory, but the thing is, I don't think there's ever been a match where I walk away looking like a loser. You know, um, when you when you have a match against someone like, you know, if you're you're, I could only assume you're referencing, you know, some of the my past matches at FSW because in the past couple of months I haven't always been victorious. But if the thing is, if you look across who's staying across the ring, if a guy, if I'm wrestling a guy like Eli Drake, who is the king of the mountain champion for TNA. And we go at it for 15 minutes, and he ends up with the victory. It's not like he came in and walked in and, and beat me up and took a victory. I he, he had to fight for it, and I I put up a solid main event against a guy like that. That's still you know that's still something to be proud of, and that's still something that I very much enjoy doing. And it's you know you don't get better by you know if you threw me in with uh, Joe Schmo and I I beat him up and pinned him in three minutes. Or if I went in there and had a war with, you know, a legitimate main event talent and they come up with the win, that's that's the match I'd rather have, to be honest, you know, because that's what makes me better and that's what makes, you know, that's what makes anyone better. And uh, if you don't understand that, then have fun playing with the little fish in the little pond. But I'm, re- I'm ready to go out and swim in the ocean and swim with the sharks. Swim with the sharks. Alexander Hammerstone versus sharks. Can someone book that? <laughs> I'd like to see you fight a shark. I think that would be very entertaining. <laughs> would you put a shark over? You know, you know uh, I'm just wondering if he'll sandbag me when I try to pick him up for the stone breaker. That's all I want to care about. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> okay, we now have just birth a dream match. I'm going to end that there. There we go. All right. Um, and... I now have, I want to end my my list of questions. We're going to have some fan questions after this. But I'm going to end my own list of questions um, with uh, something personal I wanted to ask you myself, which is um, anytime I do this show, anytime I'm talking to a wrestler, as someone, I'd love nothing more in my life than to be um, a professional wrestler. So I always ask for any and all advice they'd like to give me. Um, Well, there's no time like the present. So... It's just like somebody told me, if uh, if you're talking about doing it, just shut up and do it. Um, and also, it, but it's it's hard. It's it's not, it, you know, a lot of people um, think, it, it, I, I don't understand the thought process when I ask somebody when they show up on the first day of school at a wrestling school, and I say, okay, so what sports did you play in, uh, in college? Or, I, didn't, I didn't play any in college. Okay, what sports did you play in high school? Well, I didn't. Like okay, well, where do you what what gym do you go to? I don't go to a gym. Okay, so what the hell makes you think you can do this? This is something that you need to respect and have to treat with the same um, tenacity that you would treat if you were if you were trying to be any other athlete in any other sport. So I don't understand because it's not like you're gonna go walk into you know even if it's a community college, it's not like you're gonna show up to the football team tryouts if you've never played football and you've never worked out and you've never done any of that. So, you know, you need to treat this with serious, uh, you know, with a serious level of respect. Uh, if you're going to be a pro wrestler, you need to be an elite athlete. And that means training your ass off. That means studying your ass off. Um, it's a lot of hard work. And honestly, there's a lot of people who want to do this who aren't cut out for it. And even there's a lot of people who are in the business today who aren't cut out for it. And, you know, that's the thing that's wrong with it is because um, – there's some people who 
you know, it's if if it gets too hard, if if guys like me want to hold the standard too high, um, then they some whoever we're we're trying to just raise up to the level that they need to be to be a pro wrestler, they'll just go somewhere else where it's easier. And that is complete garbage, and that's what's wrong with it today, you know. And you want to people want to call a guy like me a bully for that, but the thing is, pro wrestling is supposed to have a standard, and more and more and more people are trying to lower that standard. But the thing is, those people should not be allowed anywhere near what we're doing. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm really hard on people coming in, and I'll, I'll be straight up, I'll be honest, because. You know, the other day I was at our uh, our training school here in Arizona, and there was a kid, and he was just nailing nailing stuff. I'd never seen him before. I said, uh, "Hey, what's your background?" And he said, well, "I played soccer and baseball in high school, and I was also on the wrestling team." And he had been there. That was maybe two weeks in, and he was doing stuff better than the guys who had been there three months. And you want to know why? Because he's used to being an athlete, because he's used to training hard, because he understands how to push himself, and he has that athletic base. These other kids, they show up to training, and they want to they wanna do two hours a night, two times a week, and in between that, they're not going to the gym, they're not trying, they're not doing anything to get better. This is a real sport. You need to respect it like a real sport, and you need to put in that work. Otherwise, you need to get out. And, you know, um... <laughs> It's it's bizarre to me that there's there's wrestlers in Arizona, and that they they used to come to our training school because we ran a, the championship wrestling from Arizona training school, and we had a tough tryout. We ha- you had to try out to be to become part of the training school, which is another thing that I think sh- that should be a thing because too many training schools are out there just to make money, which. To an extent, I understand, but you can't baby people in this. You can't. So we actually had a tryout that you had to pass to even get into the school. And there are guys that came and did that tryout, and it was too hard for them. So they quit, but then they just went down to the other promotion that ran downtown and started wrestling there because those guys were easier on them, and they they just let them in. And that's what's wrong with this. So... My advice, if you want to be a pro wrestler, you need to know what you're getting yourself into and you need to work your damn ass off because if you don't and you don't take this seriously and you run into a guy like me who does, and you're going to be exposed really fast and I'm not going to be happy about it. You feeling okay? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I love your passion. I'm going to, I'm taking literally like when I do these, I'm, I take every word they say when they give me advice to heart. So I will yeah, remember that for the rest know, of my man. life. So thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, but that's, you know, that's kind of the way it is. And you know, uh, I don't understand the idea of wanting to be like, call yourself a pro wrestler just to call yourself a pro wrestler like but there's a lot of people that do this but i do this because i want to actually you know add to the business and you know do something good for professional wrestling and make something myself and make some money um if you see somebody in this that does this who you know if someone's never been to a local level wrestling show and they go to a show and then they see these these skinny fat 
uh, guys wearing, you know, crappy gear, wrestling in a crappy ring, and they're just horrible at what they do. They're, they're no way would you consider them anything like what you see on television with the WWE product. If that's someone's first um, exposure to independent wrestling, then when they see a flyer of, you know, for FSW or for, for PCW or any of these companies that are presenting an incredible, legitimate product which with talent top to bottom, then they see that flyer, they're going to go, oh, so that's like that other show I went to. And that's what's that's why it's not okay. And those guys want to think, well, it's okay because we're doing our own thing. But no, because you're saying what you're doing is the same as what I'm doing, and it is not. It is not even close. So that's why it, it needs to be rough, and it needs to be hard, and it's not supposed to be for everybody. If you if you really love this, but you don't want to put in any of that work, then you need to keep paying for the tickets and sitting down to see guys like me who want to put in the work. But you shouldn't be allowed to just go start your own playtime company down the road. That's 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 not how it should be. Thank you very much for your advice. I know this is a, a per, I know that was a personal question, but I really do appreciate that. Oh yeah, no, of course. That goes for anybody. All right, and uh, finally, I'd like to. Um, we have a actually quite a few one of them just came in and i am i'm gonna let this one slide i said an hour but that's all right we've got our our fan questions written down are you ready for some fan questions let's go for it all right um all of these are from facebook so i would usually tell you what social media it was from but they're all from facebook um valerie walters wants to know what is your favorite pop tart player because you have your famous uh, affinity for pop tarts um, well, I, I, I go around a lot. I change, um, because I eat, I eat, so for anybody who's confused, I don't sit here and eat Pop-Tarts all day to look like this. I have one with my breakfast every single morning, but that's it, one. Um, so that being said, because I do eat them frequently, uh, my favorite kind of changes currently, current favorite is cinnamon roll. Lovely. I I'm a fan of the s'mores ones myself. I, I, I was really high on the s'mores for like the last two weeks, but I think I went through like two boxes of them straight, so cinnamon rolls doing the trick right now. All right. Um, Julian Christopher Rhodes asks, um, if you want to talk about it, what happened with Paragon, and what is it like being Mr. Cash in the case? Um, okay, uh, well... The, the entire thing with Paragon is really a long story. It's a it's a big can of worms to open. Um, I will say not. I'm you know I'm not trying to put over other podcasts on your podcasts, but I did do a podcast with Danny Duggan. Um, it's you know called the Hot Seat, and um, they archive all their stuff. And that that interview was really kind of specifically geared towards that part of my career working with them and that experience and we really dive into detail in that interview because that's not a question i can answer very quickly that's that that would easily add another 30 minutes onto this interview so if you're really curious about that you could go uh find that interview where i really get into it all right um, and i very much appreciate you um you not try to put other podcasts over mine but uh frankly um i hope you didn't i hope you knew this prior to getting on here not very many people watch yet. 
so <laughs> probably wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Um, and then as for being Mr. Cash in the Case, uh, it's great because, um, you know, I've I've been working for FSW for years now, and I've been climbing and climbing and climbing my way to the top. Um, I actually left FSW for a period of time, which uh, a lot of people might know but they might have not even realized uh, there was a good period of time where I left FSW and I went a lot of other places uh, to prove myself as a main eventer and prove myself as a top talent so when I came back and now I'm kind of in that upper echelon and you know it's great to have this guaranteed title shot because before I didn't feel ready to be the FSW champion because it is a prestigious belt and it's only been held by top guys Uh, so but now I do feel ready I do feel ready to uh, cash in and be a be the guy who represents that company who holds it on my back. So it's uh, it's a great feeling to know that I'm one step away from getting there. Which actually would also answer Brandon Dominique Talley's question: Who are you looking to cash in on? It seems you're going right for Kevin Cross. <laughs> let's just let's just say I I ain't no X or no limits. Uh, division type guy you know i i feel not to take away from that at all because the guys fighting for the no weather title are having incredible matches and they're incredible competitors i i've never got to wrestle a guy like funny bone who who recently was holding that belt and i've never had a real match with uh cody uh, cutthroat cody who's holding it currently so it's like it's it's a great division but the thing is i i want to be at the top i want to i want to be holding the heavyweight strap so I, that's currently my current plan. That's what I'm thinking. I, you know, obviously nothing's set in stone, and my mind can change. And the time when the time comes, everybody's gonna know. But for now, um, I'm going bigger. I think I'm going to go big. All right. And um, if I can plug myself for a second, I did have one of these uh, podcast episodes with Cutthroat Cody, aka uh, Crash Test Cody. If anyone wants to go back and watch that. These all be in a playlist. Um, really nice guy. Right on. Yeah, awesome guy. All right, and uh, the last uh, fan question, which um, I really didn't know what to make of this at first. Um, a man by the name of Danny Limelight. Does that mean anything to you? Oh yeah, Danny Limelight. That's that's not a fan, bro. That's that's a it's a wrestler out in California. Well, I figured as much because he challenged you to a one-on-one match. Dirty's a good guy. Uh, I so um, he's Danny's. Um, he's he's a up and comer in the the business. He's still really young in the business, but he's working really hard at it. And um, and as I've gotten to know him a little bit better, I you know I like him more and more because you know t- if you want um, to for me to like you in wrestling. Step one is to work hard, work your ass off. Step two is to repeat step one for the rest of fucking time. So all you gotta do is work hard and I'm gonna respect you, I'm gonna like you. Danny Limelight works really hard at this. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a little bit of a mouth on him, you know, and he's got a little bit of a, little big of an ego to be challenging Hammerstone. So, but you know what, if, uh, if the time comes, if anybody wants to book that match, I'd be more than happy to take on Danny and, uh, toss him around a little bit and see see what he's got you know i know he's got a lot of fight in him and i know he's uh he's gone in some big time matches and always uh always looks good and always uh 
puts up a solid match. So I'd be really happy to to wrestle Danny. All right. <laughs> um, I love that. Let's and also someone book him against a great white shark. <laughs> because that would still be amazing if Brock Lesnar can F five a shark. I want to see Alexander Hammerstone just drop the hammer on a freaking shark. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. And, uh, thank you very much for coming on to the Mars TV podcast. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug or talk about? Uh, let's just plug the good old uh, social media. So uh, look me up on Facebook as Alexander Hammerstone. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat as just at Alex Hammerstone. Um, so yeah, give me a follow. Uh, I'll be updating my dates and any shows I'm doing on there. Um, I got some new uh, new T-shirts coming out soon, so pay attention to the social media. Uh, um, I guess that's about it. You know, um, I got a lot, a lot of big shows coming up next month. PCW in Torrance, California. I'm going to be taking on Sammy Callahan, which is going to be huge. Um, PHX Wrestling is having their debut show uh, August 19th in Mesa, Arizona. I'm actually got my first two shows with Dreamwave Wrestling next month, so just pay attention. I got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I'll definitely be keeping everybody updated. All right. And uh, if I could plug my myself for a second before we go, you know, you can watch the Scott, you can watch the Mars TV podcast on Planet Mars, which is the name of the channel. Um, I am, of course, your host, the Martian himself, Skylar Mars. You can follow me on Twitter at the Skylar Mars or on Instagram as the Martian Dude. I've just recently opened a Facebook page under the name Skylar Mars. Please like and follow if you will. And uh, next month, August 27th, I believe it is, at High Impact Wrestling. I'm not a trained wrestler yet, but I am still a Class A wrestling journalist. So I will be having some high impact interviews, if you will, live in the ring. I am not going to give away who yet, but we will see, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're in the Tucson, Arizona area, please come down and see what High Impact Wrestling has to offer. And that'll be it. Um, thank you very much, Alexander, for coming on to the Mars TV podcast. Right on, man. Thanks for having me. All right, and we will see you fans at home soon.